he abandoned corporate America to embark on a whole new venture in horror podcasting. Please join your host, Ben, and his sister, Adrian, for today's episode of Not Your Average Horror Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Horror Show. Um, today, we have with us Adrian, as always. <laughs> I know surprise. everyone was at the edge of their seats waiting to hear. <laughs> I know. The There's going to be like a switch up in the, uh, <laughs> the lineup here, but nope, same as always. How's your weekend been? Anything interesting going on? Uh, good. I went to an anime convention yesterday. Um, oh, exciting. Yeah, I don't really have any interest in anime myself but the the convention was free and uh, my friends were there and it was just a kind of a nice excuse just to do some people watching have I'm sure beers oh and, yeah you had like the cosplay people with that kind of thing <laughs> yeah yeah okay. there was nobody who was like really um I don't know super impressive with the cosplay because I know some people like that's basically their life but yeah I, I kind of liked the charm of the unpolished <laughs> cosplayers <laughs> Oh, okay. You mean <laughs> yeah. ones that are just getting into it or ones that are just like kind of way off? Um, I mean, a lot of them just had like very DIY, like costume additions. Oh, like you paper know. mache heads? Didn't seem like anybody was trying like super hard. Okay. That's kind of like. Well, sounds like a fun time. Yeah. Well, for me, I mowed the grass yesterday and now I have like allergies acting up that is just insane. My nose has been like, you know, running ever since. My voice probably sounds slightly different but still hopefully acceptable for this podcast. Yeah, I'm glad to not be um, so afflicted with that this time. <laughs> Although you were the one that brought it up last weekend. I know you were talking about allergies, saying you well, had yeah, something. I had, uh... I'm like, nope, nothing for me. <laughs> now suddenly, all it takes is one grass cutting. It would suck if both of us had allergies in the recording of this oh, yeah. podcast. Right, I know. <laughs> be great. <laughs> so now you're taking off for Ireland in about a week or so. How's mm-hmm. how's it going for that? Is everything like lined up and ready to go? <laughs> I mean, for the most part, I have my flight booked and my car booked. Um, the stays, I'm probably gonna maybe wing it more or less. Maybe um, just like sleep on a bench somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Pull up a. That's a that's great advice. <laughs> <laughs> and you're actually gonna take on the the daunting challenge of driving there and the left side of the road with the steering wheel on the right side of the vehicle that'll be fun yeah i mean according to reddit people seem to be pretty um adamant that it's not really that big of a deal so Um, they say (laughs) and that the irish drivers are actually a lot more friendly than they are over here okay Um, yeah so if i look like an idiot when i'm driving people will maybe be yeah um not assholes to me because I don't want to have a mental breakdown. Well, you could be like Chevy Chase in European Vacation that we were just talking about where they take the family to England and they get stuck like right for the parliament building going around that turn circle a million times like all <laughs> I day like long. like I've convinced myself that's what's going to happen to myself. <laughs> right. And then as far as the drivers being assholes, hopefully they'll be as polite as they were to him in England like where he runs over the guy's bike and the guy's totally cool with that and... He actually hits the other person, and the person just, like, brushes himself off and leaves. <laughs> I mean, I do hear the Irish are very friendly, so maybe, hey, if anyone is in Ireland and is listening, give us a shout. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let me know, know if... if you guys are friendly. Uh, yeah. I don't know if we had any Irish downloads or anything like that from the stats I've seen, but we can try advertising over there. <laughs> 
So, um, Prom Night. This is the movie that we're going to be uh, talking about today. And uh, this came out in 1980. This was very early on in the whole slasher movie craze. There would already been like a few um, noteworthy examples, most, most notably Halloween. Especially with the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis appears in both movies, too. So, Friday the 13th came out the same year. I don't know if it was before or after this, though. Um, but as far as, like, you know, between 1978 and 1980, there was, like, really not a whole lot slasher-wise. I know there was, like, a bunch of maybe minor ones that have been out. You know what's funny, though, is I was pulling up some previews. Not previews, but advertisements from that era. And they had they showed one from Prom Night. And it's just so cool to see. It almost does take you back to that point in the 80s where they just have like the quick editing and the commercials Mm -hmm. talking about the movie and it's just like catch prom night at your local theater or (laughs) drive-in opens this Friday the 16th and it's just like wow that does sound exactly how it used to sound but you never hear really promos for movies like that anymore no I mean obviously (laughs) you don't have the drive-in part but still it just doesn't seem like there's much of um the same kind of promotion of movies anymore it's done like online or it's done through different means yeah yeah going to the theaters definitely wasn't how it was even just a few years ago yeah pre-pandemic <laughs> right it just sucks watching a movie these days you have to like, it doesn't suck it's just like you have to like stream it or if you do see it in the theater if you can find something that's even worth watching yeah it's just not as special anymore yeah i guess not <laughs> but um did I mention that I've got the allergy thing going on? I can't remember. I know I've been sniffing a few times. Hopefully that's <laughs> not being picked up. We'll have to edit that all out. Um, so anyway, prom night. The first time I saw this was back in uh, the late 90s. I had a roommate, John, who I'd known from like back in childhood. He was also from New York State. I moved down here. He did like a year later. And then, you know, we decided just like to, to be roommates for a couple of years and then, um, you know, it's back when, of course, we're renting videotapes. No, not even any DVDs yet. So I was like, I guess after work one Friday night, we decided to um, take a trip to the uh, video store and see what's there. Got through the new release section. Nothing interesting. So made our way to the horror section. Oh, let me back up a little bit, though. So for some reason, he decided he needed to bring the, the dog with us. <laughs> he had a dog. And... It's a pit bull, right? It was a pit bull. So we brought it, which I didn't even know he was going to have this dog living with us in the first place. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah, he was in the army, and then he got discharged from that honorably, so he says. (laughs) Some kind of knee blowout, I guess, during a parachute operation. Uh, That would be very honorable. I guess. (laughs) And then, um, yeah, his pit bull was being watched by somebody, and then he announced just like out of the blue that he's like, oh, yeah, I've got a dog, and I'd... do you mind if it lives with us? I was like, ah, whatever. So that's, it turned out to be like a big pit bull. And then, um, so yeah, we're walking it over there. And then it's like, we get there. And it's like, okay, now what? Obviously we can't bring this thing inside the store. And I'm thinking like one of us is going to stand outside. Uh-huh. It's like, no, 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 we'll just tie it to this pole. I'm like what? It's the dog, you know, would tend to lunge at people. He's like, oh, like, we'll just viciously? be in there. <laughs> what? Like viciously or because it wanted, like it was it just, excited. Well, it was excited. You know, if you're even if you're the one walking it and you're the owner, you kind of had to lean back at a 45 mm. degree angle just to kind of like keep <laughs> your balance with this dog because it was yeah. so strong and it was just so big and massive. It didn't, you know, 
it could definitely do damage just like any dog like that could but yeah. for the most part it was pretty friendly <laughs> but suffice to say we had it tied up outside not one person came in that video store <laughs> <laughs> i think how many dollars of business <laughs> did you cost that establishment oh it's just the dog? funniest thing i mean who does that <laughs> you know we walked outside and you know, we actually kind of forgot she was even out there, yeah. I think. We just got I mean, caught up in looking I've at movies. I've seen it. Like, people do leave their dogs outside for, you know, at least a short amount of time if they're just popping in someplace. Oh, really? You've seen a dog but... tied up outside a store? Yeah. Maybe I it's have seen it. It's not, like, okay. super common, but it right. happens. Yeah, it's kind of like a negligent owner type of move. <laughs> but, hey. I don't know if I'd go that far. It's better than keeping it locked up in the car because otherwise you get people threatening to call the cops on you. Yeah. Even they... if you do have the car on, sometimes people just don't. <laughs> they break your window. Yeah, that could happen. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So, anyway, prom night. So, we watched it back then. I complete. I don't remember being too impressed by it back then. And I remember, like, um, you know, up until just last year is the next time I saw it around Halloween. And it was better than I remembered, <laughs> surprisingly. You know, not great, but better. But it sure, aged well. Well, I wouldn't go that far because <laughs> as soon as um, I watched it, I remember thinking, oh, that wasn't a bad movie. I should have been, you know, keeping more tabs on that. And then maybe days later, I completely forgot about it. And then uh, now I'm thinking about doing it this time. And I'm like, what the hell went on in that movie anyway? I really, <laughs> I do remember the very beginning where it shows an extended, long, boring intro, probably about seven minutes worth of kids running around they're playing this weird game about killer stalking um the victim and it was in this weird hazy and fuzzy light i don't know if that was there for a fact or if it was just (laughs) bad quality filming did it look sinister yeah it did (laughs) um and i guess you know it 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 was kind of creepy but it's just like you know it's going on and on and you're like okay get on with it it's just like the kids running around and um it was like some deserted brick building and it's just very you know run down and then finally these kids after chasing this one girl around named robin they corner her up against this window and they're like they're just chanting kill 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 lord of the flies maybe that's what they were kind of basing it off of (laughs) I mean, at that point, things were getting kind of creepy. Yeah. And then, you know, she backs up so close to the window, it just breaks and she falls out and, you know, lands and dies. Oh. <laughs> so. It's nice. Right. So all the kids, they get together. The, there was like six, maybe five and all. And they conspire to never tell anybody about it and just say it was an accident. Actually, you know what happened was they blamed it on some other, like, pervy killer who was out there, I think. Mm. And... You know, he was in the news, maybe. I'm trying to remember now. It's a little fuzzy, but um, they definitely blamed it on somebody. And then that guy, that guy was caught shortly after. Mm. So, you know, for all anybody knew, that was the end of that. And, you know, mm-hmm. things go on. So now six years later, these kids are grown up. Now they're in high school. In fact, it's their senior year. It's the prom. It's 1980. And they're preparing for it. And then one by one, all five of those kids have... They receive a phone call. It's like a creepy phone call with somebody, you know, like breathing the heavy. Breathing. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear it as you're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you might remember New Year's Evil where the killer did the same kind of thing, except he did it like even cornier where he had this like <laughs> special voice thing calling himself evil. And it was uh, all pretty silly. 
I wonder if there's like a spreadsheet out there somewhere that has tracked the amount of horror movies that have a creepy breathing. <laughs> the heavy <bone> breathers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying to think if something comes to mind. There was this movie Blowout, like mm-hmm. really under the radar from around the same time where, you know, John Travolta was working as a special effects engineer. <laughs> and they were making, that took place in Philly, as a matter of fact. They were making crappy movies. <laughs> And he'd have this, I don't know, they had this one where the guy was like, eh, eh, and it kept like going <laughs> like that as he's peeking in the windows and he had all these cliches of like a sorority window of of what you'd expect to see through that. You know, girls having pillow fights, you right. know, underwear and, you know, you can just imagine. <laughs> and then suddenly he corners one girl and then you hear the scream and it's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> you see the two guys. You, then you realize it's it's not a real move. That was like the one they were working on. Anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it, yeah, it sounds pretty true to a lot of movies out there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So anyway, that was a good movie though. Blowout, the Liberty Bell Killer. That was the uh, somehow tied into it. Interesting. Um, but anyway, yeah. So prom night. Now Leslie Nielsen. So he's in this, and it's funny because I think this is—he was a serious actor, and mm-hmm. I don't—I know you have no clue who he is, but he was <laughs> um, actually a serious Canadian actor all through the '60s and '70s, I believe. Okay. And uh, well, he's... serious. It's ironic because you mentioned the one movie that I know I've seen him in, Airplane. Airplane, Not... yeah. <laughs> and that, oddly enough, came out right after this, I think. Okay. So he went from this being like his last serial, uh, serial, serious role, okay. to what? then became a pretty successful comedy career. He really turned a corner. If you saw The Naked Gun, I mean, that was just like, I could not stop laughing when I saw that movie. And in fact, watching Prom Night, there's this one scene where he's got his back to the camera and just looking at his back and like he's got his ass facing the camera made me think about the part of The Naked Gun where I think he gave some kind of press conference Uh about, I don't know what it was, maybe somebody got killed or something like that. And then right from there, or the queen was in the audience. It was like some major press conference he was doing. And so he wraps up the press conference and he walks off the stage. And of course, naturally, he forgets to shut off his lapel mic. And then, of course, he goes straight to the bathroom and he's up at the urinal. And of course, he's just like any possible bathroom sound you can imagine in a men's bathroom gets transmitted out to the audience of hundreds. Mom would have hated that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's disgusting. (laughs) Yep. Mother, not a fan of bathroom humor. (laughs) No, no, that would not have been something that she would have approved of. (laughs) I don't even remember. He wasn't in prom night much. I don't even remember what his role was. He was either principal or he was an investigator. Okay, so we talked about the creepy phone caller. What he was doing was he was kind of one by one calling all those five kids and just kind of like warning them that he knows he's kind of hinting that he knows something or he's just trying to be creepy you know like he'd call up one girl and he was like kelly it's my <laughs> turn and that's all he would say he would just hang up i mean and- it's kind of strange if you're trying to be informative then maybe <laughs> pro tip is not to be creepy <laughs> <laughs> well he wants to be informative but scary at the same time <laughs> you know and as he would as he would call, you would see him tapping this pencil uh-huh. and then flicking it upside down and then tapping it and tapping it obsessively while he's doing it. And it seems super cheesy at first, but I kind of got into it after a while. 
by the fourth or fifth person he called, I got to say, the editing really seemed like it was coming into its own. So the people, like there's a scene with this cop and his son were leaving a room. It all kind of flowed together. He established his brand. Yeah. But there's very few scenes where I think the editing does, I don't know, continue on to where it's like very effective. Towards the end, I mean, it's a bit of a slow-moving movie. Um, we have an, a, we have a cast that's not the most attractive cast I've ever seen either. It's a little judgmental. <laughs> a little superficial to say. <laughs> but let's face it, these are movies that were aimed at a certain group, and they were all about being superficial. Although, of course, it did have Jamie Lee Curtis, who you look at her now, and you're like, uh, wow, she is a... She's a legit actress. She's probably a better actress than a movie like this deserves. But of course, back then, nobody really knew her. Obviously, Halloween being her major breakout. And this would kind of help, uh, I guess, secure her, her, her notoriety as the scream queen of mm-hmm. horror movies. I don't know if you ever heard that about her. I have. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because literally just a few weeks ago when the um, Oscars were around, she just won her first Academy Award for that oh. movie. What was it? Something everywhere, everything all at once? Oh, yeah. Everything everywhere all at once. Have you seen it? Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. really? Okay. <laughs> I went to record it and then like it, the first part of it, the first half of it got cut off. So, oh, man. yeah, we figured we'd wait. But it's worth <laughs> watching, you think? Um, I think so. I don't know for sure if it's going to be your kind of movie, but um, <laughs> I don't know if I want to describe too much about what happens in it to give it away. But, okay. Um, yeah, there's a uh, hot dog fingers involved. Hot dog fingers. <laughs> I think I might have heard that from somebody else, and I had okay. no clue what to what to make of that. But right, well, did did her perf- did her performance seem worthy of an Academy Award winning performance? It was pretty good. Um, yeah, but then again, I, I don't know how many of her screaming performances I can judge it up against. You'd say screaming or, sc- or <laughs> well, screaming? As scream. Oh. Yeah, I said scream. Well, yeah, I think <laughs> as she's... As the scream queen. You know, I was about to say, she gave that up a long time ago, but that's wrong because mm-hmm. she was literally just in like a gazillion more Halloween sequels. <laughs> literally just last year she was in one. <laughs> so she goes from being like in Halloween Ends mm-hmm. to this. And then she wins an Academy Award. It's so weird. Yeah. Well, the moral of this podcast <laughs> episode so far is that change your acting career and maybe you'll find a better success than you had ever hoped. Yeah. She did her fair share of, you know, serious roles, like non-horror roles, too. A Fish Called Wanda comes to mind. She might have been nominated for that. That was a pretty good movie. Um, but, yeah. Oh, she's so. also in um, with Lindsay Lohan. Oh, uh, uh, Freaky Friday. Trading, I was about to say Trading Places. Yeah, Freaky yeah. Friday. <laughs> Although, yeah, she wasn't Trading Places. That was another yeah <laughs> non-horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? It's, it's funny because those, they have interchangeable names, yeah. those two movies. Yeah. And you kind of like didn't wow. even realize you were referencing one that she was in. How bizarre. <laughs> with Eddie Murphy <laughs> and uh, Dan Aykroyd. Um, so, yeah, once things start rolling, you know, and the kids are getting ready for prom, you have like a very weird assortment of of characters here. Lou, the unibrow bully, <laughs> um, he was helping out this one girl. I'm trying to find her name. Okay, so Lou got asked to the prom by one of the popular girls, Wendy, and she was one of those girls that was responsible for the death of Robin. And she asks, she only asks this guy to go to the prom with, not because she's interested in him, because this guy looks like he's 
40. Like all these people look like they're too old to be in high school. But he's weirdo and he's like he roughs people up at school and um, she asks him to go so that he can embarrass the two people who were expected to be crowned prom king and queen. Uh. So yeah, because the one guy is her ex her ex-boyfriend. Mm, I see. So she wants him to do something to like sabotage them getting crowned and he does he is he's successful he ends up like tying up the guy nick who was supposed to be crowned Mm -hmm. and he takes the crown and puts it on his own head but he's still like kind of behind he hasn't like come out on stage or anything Uh but the interesting thing here is the killer is still in the background as he's stalking all these people he's at the school he's at the prom now and he is looking for nick the guy that got tied up Mm-hmm. The killer also knows that Nick is going to be crowned king. Oh, so wow. he's behind the stage. <laughs> News spreads fast. Well, he's the killer, so he knows what's going on with everybody. <laughs> Except for the fact he did make one mistake in that he saw somebody wearing a crown. But guess what? It's not Nick. It's the guy, Lou, who took the crown oh, boy. after tying up Nick. And then next thing you know, Lou gets his head cut off by this guy. <laughs> wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. Yikes. Um... The problem was itself was pretty interesting. This was a very disco themed. In fact, I think disco madness was the theme of the prom. So you can't really get more dated than that from this era. <laughs> um, disco, I guess, was kind of like in decline at that time. But while they were filming it, I guess it was still, you know, it's, it was out there. Yeah. Or maybe it was like a hint of nostalgia for people at that time. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I think they were pretty like firmly in the throes of it but it looked when they showed the floor the disco floor it looked so much like saturday night fever it was they even had those i'm sure you haven't seen that movie either but they had these glowing lights in the floor and it was like yeah it was pretty hilarious i'm sure to this day you can find like theme parties that will (laughs) that will be able to hook that up somehow but that's the second John Travolta reference we've had, and funny because he's not even a horror actor. Um, so while Jamie Lee Curtis is out on the dance floor, she actually, it's funny watching her dance um, because she's dancing disco music. She, I guess she's got some rhythm. I mean, she really was getting into it. I mean, what do I know? But I think if it wasn't disco music she was dancing to, she probably does have rhythm. She does dance and everything everywhere all at once. Oh, uh, really? Spoilers, a little bit. Did it look like disco? Well, like I said, I won't give any spoilers away. Okay. <laughs> so getting back to this. Yeah, it was a, definitely a very odd assortment of characters. There was one guy called Slick. I'm not even sure if this guy was in high school, but he drove around this van much like the ones you might have seen parked across the street. But um, <laughs> he, he drove this van around, and it was, I don't know, I guess back then it was something sophisticated. They, had, You know, it had the carpet, and it had all like this stuff, which today looks completely tacky and completely just pervy. Yeah. But he manages to pick up this girl from high school. And I don't know, she's, she's one of that squad that was responsible for the death. So... Mm-hmm. The two of them are out. He convinces her to go, like, out parking somewhere away from the prom. And then, you know, next thing you know, they're, they got their clothes off and everything. And then the killer strikes. So he gets the girl immediately. And she, you know, gets pulled out of the van. Then the guy sees this and he goes to take off. He almost gets away. But the killer does make it in the open door of this van. 
and then gets him to, and the guy ends up driving his van off the cliff. Well, that's impressive. <laughs> what is it about those vans across the street anyway? That's a good question. I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> what do you think I've added the extra security out there? It's creepy as hell seeing those things. Because they, they actually look like they're from that era. Maybe not quite that old as 1980, but I don't know right. what's going on. It's some kind of party, but... I guess I, they didn't invite you. No. <laughs> you know, the guy looks like he invited the whole world out there, but <laughs> but do I get an invite? <laughs> I mean, do you care? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, about the vans. <laughs> yeah, anybody who's there driving vans like that, I probably don't want to be at that party. <laughs> Fair enough. If we're being honest. The movie, um, it had a very flat feel to it. It just seemed rather one-dimensional. I did... I definitely did like it. I got into it more than I did back in the first time I saw it. I'm not sure what it was. Maybe, you know, I just like, I was in a better mood. Um, it definitely looks dated, you know, which, you know, it can't help that. I mean, it was just like mm-hmm. representative of its time that it was in. But some movies, you know, they'll just they'll just absorb everything that was going on at that time. Mm-hmm. And it just, everything is out on the table. And then when you watch it years later, that kind of works against it. Whereas some movies kind of avoid that. They stay maybe like more of a timeless look to them, even though, you know, it's it's not in the in the current era. But still, it doesn't look so obvious as as to the time it actually was filmed. Right. Um, trying to see if there was anything else I wanted to mention about this. Um, you know what this reminded me of a little bit was this movie Graduation Day. I'm sure you've heard me talk about it before, but Graduation Day is something I definitely plan to review next month. Okay. Yes, middle of May. That's one of my favorites. I don't know why. It's it's not that great of a horror movie, but it definitely does bring me back. I think maybe that's it. And it's particular to the month of May? Yes. It's going to be like very time appropriate. Okay, and we'll actually pull this one off. Yeah, <laughs> I know we've tried this. We never, even, we never even got to April Fool's Day. <laughs> but I definitely want this to come out middle of May some point. Even though high school graduations don't actually occur until like what? June, middle of June sometime. Right. End of June. This this would more be aligned with a college type of schedule, but mm-hmm. still like the middle of May is like when I always want to watch it. Yeah. So All right. Well you heard it here first, folks. Yes. This got might a be promise made. This might be okay. similar to our Texas Chainsaw where we put bring in somebody else. It needs to be more of an event, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But this re- this movie reminded me of that movie a little bit because you have there was an event that happened, and then you have a killer who was there to see the event, and then years later he takes actually well in graduation day it wasn't years later it was more immediate, but it was the same kind of thing where he sees something happen. It wasn't necessarily anybody's fault, but there are certain people that are like loosely to blame. And he takes his revenge on all those people. So this mm. was that kind of thing. The guy, yeah, by the way, the guy that actually ended up being the killer in, in Prom Night was the brother of the girl who got killed. Mm. So he's he took his revenge. He was there. Somehow, I guess he saw this. I don't know if, obviously, he wouldn't have been part of the group that was terrorizing this girl. But he was there somehow, I guess, maybe off in the distance. I can't remember, but... <laughs> And then there was one other sister also who he explained all this to shortly before he dies. His own sister ended up killing him in the end, not knowing 
that was her own brother because the guy was wearing a ski mask the whole time. Oh, wow. What a plot twist. Yeah. A little bit of a twat plot twist. <laughs> twat <laughs> twist. <laughs> How about that for a word slip? <laughs> you got to leave that one in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but um, yeah, not, not a ton more to say about this one. Mm. Um, well, if I was uh, killed... As a young girl, would you have sought your revenge <laughs> for me? Absolutely. And <laughs> of course. And I have to explain to Mandy that why I killed our other sister. <laughs> and then she'll kill you. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. A little bit uh, confusing at the end. <laughs> but um, it's funny. I'm just looking at the notes here. It, it's yeah. I mentioned before how like everybody seemed way older than than they they should have and part of that was just like those hairstyles at the time mm-hmm. they did nobody any favors i don't <laughs> think it just the hair of styles are terrible back then not all of them you know there were some some people would look okay you know if a girl had like long hair and straight and that's kind of like a timeless look but mm-hmm. the style that jamie lee curtis had just made her look like she was 30 in fact before it's ex- established who all the characters were i thought she was going to be one of the kids moms <laughs> Like, I could not believe, as the story went on, that she was actually one of the high school students. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. She looks way too old. <laughs> um, she was, and I even looked it up, and it turns out, like, she was 22 at the time, which, you know, I guess that's that's close enough that you can pull off playing a teenager, but still, it uh, it definitely did not come off that way to me. Yeah. Do you remember Glee, that show? I remember the show. I didn't really watch it, except for, like, okay. maybe flipping through and catching yeah. it by accident a lot of the main students were actually like in their mid to late 20s early 30s yeah so they do that sometimes they you know i mean typically if you're older you're gonna be like a little more experienced and inevitably mm-hmm. you'll be a little bit of better of an actor so it's a little safer bet i guess than just picking up people who like really are 17 years old so that wraps it up then for another episode of Not Your Average Horror Show. Feel free to leave us a comment if you go to our website, Not Your Average Horror Show. Especially if you're Irish. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you can give Adrian some tips on what to do in Ireland for 10 Please days. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs>